What's going on, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And this is a, the second part of a two-part podcast that we did with Pod Strickland. We had Schwinnie Poo on the pod. John and I were so fortunate to have him and just pick his brain and just talk Knicks, man. It was such a great conversation. And we got to discuss the Denver Nuggets Knicks game that we saw on Sunday. And then we did, we went into, you know, what players we want to see get into the rotation. And then what do we need moving forward for this team to take us to that next level, to make us a playoff team, to make us a championship contender. It was a very fun conversation, man. And, you know, I'm recording right now at 12:30 a.m. So it's past midnight. It's on to it's Tuesday morning technically. We just saw the the Knicks play the Hornets down in Charlotte and it was another tough game for the Knicks. They came out flat, very little defensive effort. Somehow they were able to come within 6 by the end of the first quarter. They got a 1-point lead for a hot second, but then scoring just has been our issue and they weren't able to score. So that's why we went into this conversation on who do we want to see crack the lineup? Who do we need on this team? Um, not really going into crazy detail of like potential free agents or whatnot, but you know the theoretical, like what do we need for this team to really get on track? You know, John loves to talk about the point guard. Schwinn's just talking about a, a primary initiator. Uh, you'll hear more, and, and you'll hear how we get into it. So hope you guys like and enjoy this conversation, please make sure to give us uh, a review, five-star rating. If you listen to listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, and yeah, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoy it. Please send us a tweet, leave a comment on Facebook, wherever you listen or follow us. We love to hear what you got to say. And before we get into this conversation, you know you got to listen to a sponsor first. Sorry, guys. Got to do it. All right? Who? Look, I think – I'm just going to ask there. I don't see Bullock's minutes as guaranteed. I don't see – I don't see I don't see anybody's minutes on this team as like a general lock other than Randall and RJ and Mitch. Everybody else to me is up for negotiation. When even Quinn, Obi, I mean, I, I I think Obi's just a backup four or five or something at this point, right? Because like they're not going to bench Julius. Like Julius is playing great. He like he, you cannot. Bench He's all star. He's a literal all star, bro. He, even tonight, he, he put up twenty nine, ten and five. He put up twenty nine and sixteen shots, 10, 10 rebounds, five assists. Like you're you're not benching that guy. All right, uh, Mitch is the only good defensive backstop we have because mm-hmm. we've all just talked about how Nerlens Noel sucks ass. Uh, you know, like I don't see that as a. You know, I, I think those two are pretty solid, and R.J. Barrett is, for better or worse, a player that they know they have to develop. They have to develop him, um, and he's a priority development person i think with ob he's in his first year they can ease him into it they got two better they've got two better guys at the four and the five uh i don't see the rush like other like other than those three i just i think all the minutes are up for grabs and if you're not grabbing them at some point 
says more about you than it says about anything else. And I, I, I think it's telling, and I mentioned this on our last pod, I think it's pretty telling that he did not go for Dennis Smith Jr. in the last two games, even though we were shorthanded. And he only went for him tonight when the game was completely done, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've seen what Dennis Smith Jr. is at this right. point. You know, right. we, he had the one... He had the one good preseason game. And, you know, even when I was like on X-Fan TV, I thought he would be like, I fell for the hype again. Uh, and I did it. And I, and I hate myself for falling for the hype again because it's like, oh, this is going to be Dennis Smith Jr. You know, he's been working on the shot. It's like this and that. And it's like, okay. And Tibbs likes athletic point guards who can attack the paint. It's like, okay, this guy fits the bill. He had a very, like, he had a good, I wouldn't say very, he had a, he had a, a, a decent to good outing against the Pistons in the first preseason game. And then after that, it was like, what the hell is this? So I think Tibbs sees enough, has seen enough of it. Other than- I mean, I know, I know he has. And I was going to say, I'm, so I brought this up. So this man has been sitting on the bench. He finally got some time today in a complete blowout. Okay, the last six minutes of the game, basically. Um, he was on the bench the last two games before this. Healthy, cleared, active. Tibbs didn't play a minute. Okay. Last time Frank was healthy, we had seven guys in rotation other than Frank. Other than Frank, there were seven guys in rotation, which is basically the same as Dennis Machuna the last two games. Mm-hmm. Frank played 16 minutes. Dennis Machuna ain't played fucking one until the third game of just garbage time. There's a big, like, people have been talking of, oh, Dennis, Tibbs loves Dennis, fucking, this is. Tibbs isn't an idiot. He's not dumb, man. The guy knows basketball, and he fucking knows a lot of shit. He played Frank when Frank was healthy, and when Frank was one of the only guys that he had available to him. When Dennis Jr. was one of the only guys available to him, he was like, he looked at the bench, and he was just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Going to keep running Alfred Payton out here for fucking 68 minutes tonight. I, I think there's a big difference between these guys. And, and like, I think Dennis is out of there. I'm not, he's clearly not sold on Brasdakis. We know that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I, I just think it's like very obvious that Tibbs has guys that he believes in and doesn't believe in. And there are 11 of them. And that whoever those 11 are, they're going to be fighting out for the minutes this year. I don't think Dennis is in there. I don't think Ignis is in there. I don't think Quickly or Harper or Pinson are in there. You know, like I think there's a pretty clear dichotomy between those things. Yo, yeah. Shwin, let me ask you a question. Are you are you trading DSJ for Malik Monk? Are we just gonna get every single player from that draft on the Knicks? I would trade Dennis Jr. for a fucking what's your least favorite what's your, what is the worst item you could get for a halal cart? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would trade Dennis. I think, I think that's Malik Monk. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's do it. I would trade Dennis Wood Jr. for like. I'm trying to think. I I can't. I can't think of like what the worst thing you can get from a holocard is. Probably because I never order. Because I'm just always like, all right, let me get chicken and rice, or like, you know, let me get lamb and rice, or like, you know, pretty basic shit. I'm not trying to like do anything exotic, like oh, you know, because I got like the fish and rice too, and I'm like, ah, Ugh. I don't know about that, Chief. I don't know. Yeah, about shout, that. Out, <laughs> shout out Fifty Third and Sixth. Shout out to <laughs> fish, fish from fish from a 
Streetcar. Yeah, nah, I I, I'm I'm good, G. I'm good. I, I don't need any of that. I'm trying to live the next day. Yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> trying not to live and have Montezuma's revenge the next day. Like we're good, bro. We're good. I'm just like the dentist thing. Here's I, I actually I feel really bad for the guy because if he's gonna get right, it's not gonna be in New York. It's not. No. Like, you're not like the whole like. The Fultz thing, right? Like, Fultz went to Orlando. And he got to rehab in Orlando where nobody gives a fuck about what's going on. Nobody cares what's happening in Orlando. You don't have this. Dennis Jr. is never going to have that in New York. Because the moment he gets minutes, he gets judged. By people like assholes like me. And assholes like you two. And fucking Berman. And Isola. And Bundy. And all these fucking losers on the beat. It's just not going to happen for him here. He's got to go. He's got to go to like Charlotte or some shit. Some fucking place where he can just be where nobody cares. Uh, I, I don't know. The dentist thing, whatever. But like, I don't know. We've talked about a lot of shit. But I guess, you know, we could talk a little bit about. We haven't talked about this guy, which is amazing. Julius Randle. We've not talked about Julius Randle. Oh, man. Who would have thought that this guy was? Uh... <laughs> how about this? How about this? Did, were you guys of the opinion that like we just had to get rid of Julius Randle before this year, or that we that that should be our primary goal entering this year? Man, I don't know if it was necessarily the primary goal. Or like I at at the point it was just like okay, I think it was best to move him because based off of last season, it just didn't seem like a fit. And he didn't play as a number one option. He's still not playing. Like, he is our number one option, but he's not the number one option, if that makes sense. Um, I would have been happy if we moved him. I would like to just, like, set the whole reset. Okay, let's just work with the guys that we got, uh, whoever we draft. And now, and when we drafted Obi, I was like, okay, well, we got what seems to be our power forward of the future, so... Randall can't be staying for that long, right? Like he has to get moved. Something has to happen. Right. Um, and now when you start watching Randall play, you know, you're like, wow, should we keep this guy? Should we not only keep him for one more year, but should we keep him longer Extended. than that? Yeah. It's like, he's playing so well where it's like, what's going on? Like you, you're like, I'm just, baffled that he's playing at such a high level even when during this loss it's like wow you still played really efficiently uh in this loss um and i'm just it's just 10 games in and it's just like he hasn't really slowed down you know like he hasn't there was like what was it against the uh the thunder like his like it wasn't a great game for him but it's still like all right but you're still you're still getting everyone involved you're initiating our offense like and for him, that game, like, he got into foul trouble early. But even when he came back in, you just saw everything change. The offense was working. And it's like, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, I like the way he's playing, though. Randall, shout out to you. And uh, please, um, uh, let me let me follow you, man. You had me blocked. <laughs> <laughs> you got me blocked, too, brother. <laughs> oh, man. I'm the, I'm the only one left standing on the, on the, on the Randall. Um, here's the thing. It wasn't it, – sure, we were always – I mean, we can definitely admit it. We wanted to get rid of 
Randall based off of what we saw last year. But when it really comes down to it, I just didn't want him to be a point forward. And that's what he was tasked with last year because of our head coach and because of our quote-unquote scheme or whatever you want to call it, whatever we did last year on the basketball court. Um, but let me tell you, man, uh, the, the first game of the season, um, if I remember, especially the first half, he was being point forward. And, and it was like – it was. I wanted to trade him in the first half of this year, too. Forget, like, oh, yeah, I was ready to go. Like, I was like, okay, this is exactly what we thought it was going to be. I can't have Randall be the point forward. Like, it, it's just like, this is deja vu. But I, 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 I beat, I mean, I, I can just beat this point in un, until literally, <laughs> until, like, I, blood is coming from my face. Like, we need a point guard. And if we had a point guard on this team, Randall would be absolutely amazing. If we had a point guard on this team, RJ would be fantastic. Frank would be able to fit. Mitch would be able to get his alley-oops, his pick-and-pops. But we just don't have one. And, like, until we get one, until we get one, we really can't even evaluate players. Like, how can you evaluate all these guys without a point guard? Think about any other team in the NBA. There's not one team in the NBA that has good players or that is thriving without a floor general. And so it's really impossible to ask what about the Nuggets? to put up. The Nuggets have Jamal Murray. You think he's a floor general? You think he's a fucking point guard? Even though uh, the Knicks, yeah. he'd be a point guard? Jokic. It, it's, it's the Joker, first of all. That's right, right. I'm trying to make a point, though. I'm trying to make a point. Well, he, I, don't think, I don't think it's about the point guard. I think it's about the team. I think it's about, like, 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 I'll give you an example. If the Knicks signed Olad, if the Knicks signed Oladipo, and they had Oladipo with RJ and and Julius Randle, would we give a fuck that we don't have a quote unquote point guard? I don't think so. Because I think at that point we'd be like, all right, we have enough, we have enough playmaking, and we can just like that's fine. No, I'm t- personally that sounds terrible to me. Having <laughs> Oladipo, you think that sounds terrible. You think Oladipo sounds terrible on this team? Without a point guard, yeah. Like, as a starting lineup, if we had RJ and Oladipo as our guards, yeah, I, I don't think that would work because that would be the 17 18 fucking Pacers roster. So I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are we, we going to pull up George Hill right now? We're going to we're gonna start, we're gonna start talking about how. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. have that conversation. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't think that. I just don't think that we can thrive without an actual floor general, and I think that Tibbs knows oh, that. You, you mean you mean like Darren Collison on the 2017-18 Pacers? Yeah, Is we're trying to fuck? be them. That's what we're trying to be right now. We're trying to be the 2017-2018 Pacers. That's what you mean. You mean you mean a playoff team that won forty eight games? That's, yeah, that's the post you have on your wall. I would fucking pay fucking money <laughs> for the Knicks to be that team. I would fucking gladly give up a nut sack for that for the Knicks to be <laughs> for the Knicks to be that team. All right, like you hear that Alex, he wants that. Roy Hibbert, dude. He wants Roy Hibbert on his squad. You Roy hear Hibbert him? was on that squad. <laughs> was on that squad. I'm just no. My point is, I don't think it's about like you need to have a primary. Like, of course, you would love to. You would love to have that. You would love to have that. But you got to be realistic. Like, how do you get that guy? If you don't get Cade Cunningham in the next draft. How do the Knicks get that guy in the next year? Realistically, how do the Knicks find they, they don't. They don't. They don't find that guy. So what do you do? So you have to find 
alternatives. Would you pay Kyle Lowry $30 million next year just for one year? Oh, Jesus. My God. Uh, well, for, for one year? Oof. Just to be that. Like, you're talking about, like, I, I agree with you to an extent. Like, I think the Knicks, I don't think they need a quote. Like, I guess maybe where we disagree is maybe the labeling, labeling of it. Like, a ball handler, I, initiator. They, 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 the Knicks need, they need a guy to just kind of like, bring some levity to the situation that can provide like a shooting threat, right? Like not just like I can run a pick and roll because Albert Payton, God bless his soul. He can run a pick and roll. He just can't provide you any (laughs) shooting threat out of it, right? Like Kyle Lowry can provide you shooting threat out of it. Victor Oladipo can provide you a shooting threat out of it. Whether you think they're primaries or not, like that's kind of maybe a different argument. I think that's what the Knicks need. They need a guy who can run a pick and roll, who can create his own shot on the perimeter, who can pull up shoot. That is that like they, that's what they need, in my opinion, more than anything, to provide some balance to the team and provide these guys like you like like you rightfully said, R.J. Barrett and Randall. They, they need that. They need that type of perimeter player. Um, but like, are they going to get a primary in the next year? I don't think so. Like, even, even like, what is out there for them? You know, like, there's no awesome primary ball handling player that's out there for them to get, other than if they fluke into Cade Cunningham in the lottery. Hey man, those Dallas Mavericks—they're they're flailing, right? <laughs> they won last, I think, unfortunately. Damn, I gotta gotta Damn. check. Standings. Gotta check the standings. Nice. Oh. We still got them. But I mean, I, I, I get what both of you are saying. Like, you don't need the stereotypical point guard as my boy John saying. Like, you just need someone who can just initiate the offense. Like LeBron James, like he's not, you know, he's a point forward at this point. Uh LeBron. Ben Simmons is LeBron is LeBron. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying like yeah, I, I don't you don't need you don't need a. I'd give my left nut sack for 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 Joker. Like I, I like the joke like the Joker. Like yeah, of I, course I, would, I would too, no man. Problem. Yeah, no problem. I'll, we could both give him a nut sack. Call me up. Yeah, like call me up. I'll be there tomorrow morning. We'll like, give no him problem. a full nut sack. You can give the left. I'll give the right. <laughs> we're good. You know, we're good. <laughs> but like, but you got to like. I'm saying like the like realistically, the Knicks are not gonna. The, I get what you're saying. The Knicks need one of these awesome primary guys, right? They're not going to get that in the next year. So what do you do? You got to find a solution. I feel like the solution is like, all right, you find somebody like an Oladipo, or like a Low- or you overpay for a Lowry and for agency or like something like that, and you just get somebody in here that can give you that at least framework of a team that now you can be like, okay. Now there's no excuses. If RJ Barrett sucks now, then RJ Barrett just sucks, maybe. You know, like, because right yeah. now we're still dealing with a situation where it's like RJ Barrett stinks sometimes. And I'm like, okay, but like, and I, I genuinely feel this way. I'm like, what the hell do you want him to do with his lineup? Like, I really don't know what people, ex- unless he's hitting his threes on a given day, there's nothing, like, what is he supposed to do with some of these lineups here? He's fucking out here with Elf. And fucking Bullocks, who sucks, which we all agree who sucks. Randall, who is playing great, 
but cannot space the floor, and Mitch, who's playing great, but cannot space the floor. Like, I'm I'm supposed to fucking make final conclusions on him based on this? I can't. Yes. I can't do it. Yes, you are. Schwinn, what's wrong with you, man? You got to make final determinations 10 games into the second season of RJ's career. That's what we all want, man. It's That's true. what the people need. That's what how everybody mean? knew what Julius Randle had become. Yep. Look, man, we made that. <laughs> we knew from last season Julius Randle was terrible. <laughs> Only about KP. Uh, oh my God. What happens? KP. What happens? What happens with Kevin Knox? Like, you think? You think his? You think his progression is sort of? I mean, if you remember from last year, he was doing okay the first couple of games too, and then he didn't hit a shot for the next thirty-five. Like, is that what we're looking at, or do you think he's going to actually progress up from here? I'll let Alex go first on this one. Uh, I think I think what we're seeing from Knox at this point is growth. Someone being aggressive and playing defense to start off with, and that's all I want to see. Like he looks like an actual NBA player. He doesn't look timid. He doesn't look afraid to do something on the court. Um, I think for him getting a shot will just take time and just only. Only, only getting passes from quickly because apparently anyone else who throws into the ball can't shoot it unless it's quickly. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't expect Knox to be like this world beater coming up for this season or just like averaging. Uh, if you're hoping for like 15 points, I don't think we're gonna get that this season. If he gives us what he's giving us now, like seven, nine points off the bench, looking consistent, giving us some like good defense, and just moving and attacking and keeping defenses honest. I think that's just a big step forward for Knox because looking at like the last two seasons, he had what he was playing like 30 minutes a game, damn near his rookie season and just failing while doing it because Fizdale just was like, yeah, we'll tank. We'll get Zion this season. And you know what? I'm going to let you just look terrible doing it and just have a random few games looking good. And then last season, Fizdale did the same thing, just put him in situations where he didn't succeed. And then Miller was just coaching for a job. And he's like, wow, this kid, he's not going to help me win. So you're not going to get much playing time, kid. Sorry, you'll be on the bench for most of it. And so for me, I feel like this is truly like Knox. I'll, I'll get like, this should be Knox's second year. Like, fine, I get playing him all those minutes first year. Legitimately had no team, like, a team led by Emmanuel Moutier is nothing anyone should have to go through. I am sorry that we had – I don't even know how people in China watched him play. Um, but, yeah, for Knox, this is like his second season to me. And so what we're seeing now, I'll gladly take. And then next season is where I'd want to see that jump. John? Man. Can I just say I'm so – like. I'm so upset that we don't have Tyrese Maxey. And I just think that Kevin Knox was supposed to be Tyrese or Tyrese Maxey. Like this guy from Kentucky who's going to come in, hit his floaters, hit his threes, play defense. And so like, I was like, all right, like this is basically in my eyes, like Kevin Knox's rookie year. Like he's a rookie right now. He has Tibbs. He has like a team. He has basically promised minutes. You know what I mean? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's getting on the court. He, he he's he's getting shots up. Everybody wants him to shoot. Everybody's encouraging him to take shots. Mm-hmm. But it's just not 
He does look like an NBA player, yes. But, like, he doesn't look like a game changer. And I'm just like, I watched Tyrese Maxey. And I'm just like, wow. Like, like, this is, like, this is everything I want Kevin Knox to be. I just don't know if he could, I don't know if he could realistically be that. And it just hurts me so bad that it's Tyrese Maxey's 10th game is, you know, into the season. It's the 10th game ever. They're from the same, they went to the same college. It just hurt, it just hurts my insides. Like, I, I, I really, I want him to do well. I'm just not confident about it. I'm just not confident about him, about him being, are we going to extend him? Like, are we going to, is he going to be on our team in two years? I really, I really don't see it. Uh, look, I have, I've pretty consistently felt, I think this is the first year to really evaluate Knox. It didn't matter to me when we drafted him. I said this as much like I thought he was a guy that maybe by his third year you could start evaluating because he was that raw coming out. Um, I think the shooting stuff with him right now, it seems promising. Uh, it looks to me more sustainable than last year when he was just shooting like moon balls constantly. And I know he's yeah. and, I, and, I, and I and I and I bought into it really early last year. I was like, oh man, like I guess maybe he's just that guy that can just shoot like that. But like this year, like the shot looks it's not as super arky. It seems like way more normal. Um the biggest thing with him is just shot selection. Like anytime he puts the ball on the floor and tries to create some shit for himself, it's garbage. When he just sticks to shooting spot up threes or fucking taking like straight line drives to the rim, it's fine. It's actually pretty good. Um, when you limit him to that scope of an offensive player, obviously you're limiting his ceiling. The question, I guess, is if there is growth beyond that after the season. Like, is just because he cannot create off the dribble now, is that something that will be the case forever? I don't know. I'm I, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I think Kevin Knox is a real NBA player. And at his size, I'm pretty curious about what he can become. He's got some really interesting like game splits. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not like an out on Knox. I'm not really in on Knox. I just am more like, I think he's a really intriguing dude in that sense. And I can totally see that he's like the exact type of dude the Knicks would give up on early, and then he'd come back in five, six years and be like legit, not even maybe even less, like two, three years, and be legitimately good and shit on them. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much every single player that runs by the Knicks. Young, old, drafted, undrafted, anyone that runs by the Knicks, you suck on our team, and then you go away. And you end up doing really well, which I'm hoping really, really changes with this with Tibbs, like I, I and and the Leon Rose front office, and like even even having Woody there just makes me feel like I just it feels comforting. I just can't wait to be there, like at the Garden. Do you think that? Do you think that us being like I mean, obviously yes, there's a home field advantage at MSG, but do you think it's going to help these young guys or kind of like make them play like? Your girl is in the gym and you're doing too much. I have no idea. Uh, I 
I don't know. I I have no clue how they react. Really good for like for like quickly, for example, because like what I know he's like quickly. His first game, he played really well, and I think he was hyped. I think he's he's a crowd guy, and I like he's on our bench. Yeah, like Bullock. Like Bullock hits a three, the MSG is gonna go insane. You know what I mean? I, I think I think Bullock needs like a monastery, maybe. <laughs> just like retirement, <laughs> just like some place for him to fucking go away and just relax, ease into his retirement years. I don't know. I, the, 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 that's, that's what I'm getting. You know, you know that if Bullock was on the Lakers, he'd be he'd, he'd be having like seven threes a game. Then we should trade him to the Lakers and let him have seven threes a game and get like a couple second round picks in the first one. I'm so over him. Like, there's there, he has no value to this team in the present or in the future. He's just a dude eating minutes that can go. Like, we need Bur- Like, I need Burks and Frank to just get healthy because I'm so sick of Bullock. I'm so sick of this loser. He's a fucking loser. He sucks. He's annoying to watch play. Doesn't add anything to the team. Has no future benefit. Like, just get him out of here. Get that guy out of here. You know, he's definitely a guy that's going to be traded. I feel like I feel like him being traded is like right there. I feel like he will be moved by the deadline. He was like one of those guys last season that was like, oh, Bullock might be moved because his contract's nice. It's like a four and a half year contract. We're talking about a three and D guy come off the bench for some team who's needs that type of depth going to the playoffs. I feel like it has his name written all over it. Who else you have? Who else you have moving uh by the deadline Alex? I think I think Frank is definitely possible. I think Burks is possible. Yeah. I yeah. think DSJ is possible. I think I think Burks Rivers is possible. There. I think Rivers, Rivers is possible. Really? He has like one of the best contracts honestly. Like 3 years exactly. 10 mil is really nice, dude. Exactly. I want him. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but like, it's also that's why I could see him getting traded. I we didn't really talk get... rivers. We didn't really talk rivers today. We we still can. We're still here. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but like, it's, it's weird. He was he was like he was like the big talk of the town for like the, as soon as he came back, and he like we're, we're quoting him every press conference. He's like getting the back page. All of a sudden, he has one bad game. We're already trying to trade him. No, no, no. Like, I'm not trying to trade him. I just think he, I mean, for the exact reasons that he's valuable to the Knicks in terms of his contract, that's why you got to, you know, see what's out there for him. Like, you have to. You have to. Yeah. Like, like, that contract is amazing. And for a team, like, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of this capped out team that needs some shot. Like, let's say you're the Flippers. fucking... Yeah, let's say the Clippers fucking need some shot creation. Like, there are teams that need shot creation. Somehow we signed this guy to a deal that gives him a descending contract, like a cap hit for the next two years. And neither of them are guaranteed. Like, you might be able to get a first round pick for that. And I think you got to consider that. Like, realistically, you have to consider that. For sure. Like, I think they're all going to, like, no one. There's only there's very few people safe on this team, and I think anyone who calls the Knicks looking for a player, or if the Knicks are you know inquiring, players are going to be on on the block. 
Um, and you got to see what their value is. Like you can't just hold on to them for this is that would be going to the Marcus Morris thing last year, where everyone's like, "No, he's he's the culture. He's bringing the nineties Knicks back and all this, and you know he's he's scoring really well. He's he's our guy." And it's like, yeah, but the Clippers are offering a first round pick for him. Like he's he's not going to lead us to a chip in the next three years. Like no one's no one's going to be flying to say, "Oh yeah." Let's go play with Marcus Morris on the New York Knicks. This is a that that sounds like a winning situation. And like it's nothing against Mook. It's just he's a role player and that like we trade him to get a first round pick. So if like Austin I I don't think Austin Rivers is that guy who's like, oh yeah, Austin Rivers is the guy that I I want to like play with. He he's making like the Knicks are that's the guy I want to go win a chip with. Like, I don't think he's necessarily that guy. Um, maybe he could be. I Probably not, um, but you have to see what you can get for him. Um, I got to shout this out to Terry and Trey though, because they had an interesting theory, and I thought it was very interesting when they set it up. They, and I don't know if anyone else saw it. They said that maybe there's like some back door, like some like behind the scenes deal where it's like, hey man, like Austin Rivers, you take this type of contract because we don't know who we can sign and what other deals that we can make, and let's make it non guaranteed for the next two years because. We can just cut you and then re-sign you for more money if we get more attractive players next season. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting concept. But I'd still say, even with that in mind, you still search to see what you can get for him during the trade deadline. Um, Because he's a role player. He's not not the guy that's going to be leading us to a championship. He definitely helps add to the culture, which is very important. And I think that's what you also got to consider when you're starting to move people like who adds to the culture, who doesn't add to the culture and, you know, the positional needs like we need guards. We need like reliable guard play. So he would unless you're getting a reliable guard in return or you think quickly is about to take that step within the season. Um, would I consider not trading Rivers? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm with you on there, J- John. I don't know. I I I think Rivers is a, is a is a big guy for us to be with RJ because if if RJ can kind of keep his strengths and add Austin Rivers' strengths to his game, it'll be pretty nice. Like Austin Rivers is definitely one of those uh, guys I'm bringing up that would thrive, I think, in the Garden, like with a crowd. I'm not trying to get rid of Rivers. Again, we just need a we just need a damn point guard, man. I, I, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If you give me yes, if you give me uh, a first round pick for him, sure. But I mean, at, at what point are we just gonna like <laughs> like actually keep players that might be good for us? You know what I mean? Like if we have if we have seven players of of quickly and Ob's. You know, caliber. Like, how many games are we winning? Eleven. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't. At at some point, mm-hmm. I, we need veterans, and we need we need players who know the game. And and Austin Rivers has been on a bunch of teams. He knows how to play basketball. Like, you can't mess around with him in practice. You know what I mean? Like, he's just gonna be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is not cool. Like, I've been in the NBA. I've been to all these teams. Randall's, I think, getting to that point. In my opinion, even though he's kind of young, he's he's like becoming a, a 
if Randall becomes an all star in this league this year, he's gonna be a he's gonna be like a serious player. Like he's gonna be like you're you're playing Randall on the Knicks. It's not gonna be like um centered around like the young Knicks and the rookies. Like I, uh. I, I, what, I, I here's my question for you guys. At what point do we at what point are we gonna respect Randall? Because obviously we were so off of him as a collective. And then now we're only 10 games in and we're 500, which nobody in the whole world thought would happen. And it's on the shoulders of Randall, the wins and the losses. He's, he's clearly our best player, but we're, we're obviously not all in. So I, I, like, what is it going to take for us to be all in on Randall? I, I think if he gets us to the playoffs this year, like we, we, have, to like, we have to start giving the man – the keys like the keys you know what i mean like not the keys to the franchise but at least the keys like you are our starting lineup we're gonna run the team through you or at least like run some offense through you what do you guys think about that uh i mean i have done a lot of i've done most of a 180 on randall I think he has now established himself as somebody that should be part of our future. And like even today, he had a terrible game. Or not, he didn't have a terrible game, but like we had a terrible game, but he played quite well, I thought. Um, I just think that like what he's doing is not something that you can just dismiss and you've got to really appreciate and consider as part of your team building process. So, uh, I don't know. I guess as far as that's concerned is, like, uh, I think that Randall needs to be part of how we think moving forward. Um, and I hope so you're that bought we... Now. You're, bought in, you're all in right now. I'm, I'm not, like, all in as much as... It's more like, if this is what he's going to be, then I'm, I'm in. I'm in. But, like, I don't... Need, like we, the Knicks don't need to make that decision right now. And like, I think what's important more than anything is that Randall is buying himself a longer period of time. Because if he'd come in this season, just to start of the season, and just been fucking, you know, doing the same shit, being an asshole teammate, spinning into triple teams, all that kind of stuff, I'd feel a lot differently than I do now. But now, like, look, let, let's just see where it ends up at the end of the season, and we make a decision. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, there's no rush to move him. Like, and even if we kept him for, like, another year, like, on his contract, like, it's not even that big of a deal if you wanted to move him next year, too. I know everyone, there's a lot of people right now that, not a lot of people, I won't say, I, I don't know the numbers, but I know there's people who want to move Randall because you want to get an asset for him, you want to build around, like, the young players and stuff like that. Um, you know, you're trying to think moving forward, like, okay, we're trying to build a championship team, so we need to obtain more draft capital. But if he's going to produce like this, like, I'm with Schwinn, like, you legitimately have to think, like, all right, this guy, we got to consider being part of our future and figure it out, you know? Like, I know they drafted Obi, but maybe you got you can, you got to figure out a way to get him and no one wants him, them on the court together at this point, but maybe you're like, okay, Obi for the foreseeable future is like coming off the bench. Unless Obi just starts tearing it up 
like offensively. Like it's tough, but it's, it's honestly like a good. It's a good issue. It's a good issue for the Knicks to have. It's like, oh wow, we actually have a really good player. Look at this. So it's not a bad position to be in. Um, but they just they're going to have to weigh their options and think how they want to move forward. That's really what it is. Do you guys feel like it was a kind of like a blessing in disguise that OB was hurt a little bit right now? Like we, we were what asking sense? a lot of him in the beginning. If you guys remember, like we were like giving him the ball every play. OB. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, yeah. When he was in the game, like we were giving him the ball, and like we were like, Running, I feel like the pop. defense was attacking him mm-hmm. almost every play. I feel mm-hmm. like now it's like we're sort of settled in now, and he's going to come in and try to play a role instead of like. Just trying to be like the the top rookie, you know. Yeah, he's not gonna have to come in and be like you know, Julius Toppin. <laughs> no, I mean that. I mean that. Yeah, I know. I, I, no, I know. I know, I know you mean that. It's just so. Know. It's just so. It's just so funny to think like, oh, we gotta use Julius or Amari this, or straight up Amari. He was like, he walked in like he got that hundred million dollar contract like Amari. Like, yo, give me the ball. I got this. And it was like, nah, dude. Like, you're about to get wrecked. I think, I don't know, for Obi, like, it's good that he doesn't have to come back, like, feeling that pressure. It'd be interesting. I just want to see how he fits in. Like, I just want to see how he works with the second unit. Like, the second unit, they need you know, that's, something, that too. Second, that second unit needs, like, I know that nobody wants to hear this, and everyone's going to be like, oh, you just love, Fr-. I do love Frank. That fucking second unit needs a Frank, or it needs a Burks. It needs somebody. It fucking needs Jesus, maybe. Um <laughs> But it needs, it needs somebody to fucking run. Like I love, I love quickly. I love quickly more than anybody loves quickly. Um, I had him higher on my board than I had than I've seen on anybody's board since the draft. Um, but like, I just I like the idea. Like I think it was was it John that mentioned this one? Like I love the idea of like him and IQ and Rivers together. Off the bench, like I love that idea with Knox at the four and like Noel's bitch ass at the five, or hopefully not Noel, or like Toppin or Randall or Mitch, whatever it is. I just feel like that unit has a really good balance to it. And it's a fun five. And I, I think the IQ Rivers thing, it doesn't have enough of the balance that you're looking for. I think that's why they've tried putting RJ in with those lineups. And I don't think it works because RJ and Rivers... Rivers can't do anything unless he dribbles the ball. Like, that man, I love him, but he cannot catch and shoot. He refuses to catch and shoot. He'll fucking get a catch and shoot and he'll, like, stare at the hoop and he's like, but let me dribble it for a second. Like, he can't do it. And RJ can catch and shoot, but he doesn't want to. So you've got two guys now on the perimeter that don't really want to shoot as soon as they catch the ball. Like it just it it seems clunky, and I feel like instead of if you have to put those minutes extra minutes on RJ, if you now all of a sudden put those minutes with Frank or Burks, even forget Frank, fucking Frank. So it's not just a buy. Like they just it needs something else. It needs a little bit more of a bump somewhere to get it to work. For sure, and that'd be a fun five. You have. Well, uh, if you have quickly Rivers, 
Burks or Frank with Knox and then Toppin as like your small ball five. That's fun. That's that's fast. Yeah, that's I don't even. I, I don't even care if that team just gets blitzed, blitzed on defense. Like I don't even care. Just score some points, have fun. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, for sure. And that's what that second unit, honestly, should be is just scoring, have fun. Like, like obviously they should want to win games, but. Let's be real. Like the fir- the fr- our starting five, the offense is only as good as Randall is that night, and and Barrett to a certain extent. But and like if we just get on the open court, that's the most annoying. Like it's so dependent on getting these transition opportunities, right? Yeah. Like, well, wasn't it tonight? Like we had no transition opportunities whatsoever. It didn't like Clyde mention that tonight? Which I was like, wow, that is a fact. Like I. There's no running up and down like in that transition like, score. Yeah, it, seem like it. Yeah, it, it was it was painful. That was like last season, which was <sighs> I looked up last season stats for transition points. The the Knicks didn't even have enough transition points to be in a percentile. So they left it at zero. That's how slow it was. <laughs> that's how slow it was last season. That's how bad it was. That's how pitiful it was. It was slower than glasses, man. It was disgusting. I never want to see that again. Um, well, you're going to, pal. <laughs> I know. You're going to see a lot of so it. <laughs> I know, but that front unit. But the good thing is that second unit, if we have something like that, at least they're out in transition because Obi can pass in transition. He can rub and down the court. You got Quickly who's ready to push it. Knox at least is running out in the open. Rivers is more hey, than... Hey, pal, you got to tell yourself. Whatever you got to tell yourself. Hey, hey. I mean, we're going to have it, man. Don't worry. Don't worry. This season's different, man. True Knicks, man. It's going to be different, man. It's going to be different. Um... Did you have the over under on the season, the twenty two? Sorry, say that again. Did you have the over under on the twenty two uh, for the I Knicks? Over. I have over. You had an over. Okay. I I I I think we both I had the over too. Pretty good about that. Like, yeah, for five five after ten games, but a pretty fucking heavy slate. I just think like it was a very basic thing for me. Uh, the Knicks took out Ellington, Dotson. <laughs> Morris, Harkless, some combination of those two. Um, Taj and there was another guy that I can't remember. Oh, Portis, out of the rotation. And they replaced them, theoretically, with Burks, Rivers, Noel. Um, there's one more. Who else did we sign this offseason? Why can't I think? Um, who you say? You said Burks, Noel, and Toppin. Yeah, theoretically, those are the guys that replaced the other guy. And Austin like, Rivers, the best contract of all time. Yeah, like I was just thought of that as a pretty straightforward equation, and I was like, I feel like at worst those are neutral exchanges, and at best they're not even at best, but like in some marginal benefit of world, like those are better players. And I still feel that way. Like, I feel like Rivers is better than fucking Ellington. And I feel like he's like, you know, like I just, I just think we got better players, even if we're still like, we're still a bad team, but I don't think we're that bad of a team. I mean, won 21 last year in 66 games, mostly. And most of that was because Fisdale sucked ass at life. How, Speaking about speak about this, I want to bring this up earlier. 
how how do you have to feel that your idea of playing Point Randall failed under you, but you see Thibodeau come in and he actually is making it work? How bad do you have to feel going home like, wow? Like, it's like that person's like, I had that idea. And then someone's like, yeah, but I perfected it. Like, you, there's no way you can sleep easily at night being like, wow, I was that bad. Like, actually that bad. I don't think, I don't think anyone gets mad at Tibbs outsmarting you in basketball because as much as I hate to like, say this out loud, he really does remind me of like a Bill Belichick of basketball. Like, everybody that I know that talks about him says the same thing. Every article that I read says the same thing. Every organization that hates him even says the same thing about him, that he's a basketball junkie, that he is just a big X's and O's guy. And usually the people that hate him is because he likes basketball too much. He plays them too much. He asks too much of them, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think that's like such a knock. You know what I mean? Like for Fisdale to be like, oh, Tibbs could do it better on me. I just, I, I feel like the biggest knock on Fisdale is like, you know, these players care so much more. Like, why do these players care so much more? Even after he left, like when Mike Miller was there, they were playing like grittier. Now with Tibbs, they're actually playing basketball. So I just feel like he, he's just staring at the mirror, like literally like, I know I'm getting paid right now to do nothing, but like, why? Like, why? Why is? And then he, he has he has a weird hair thing going on. Like, Fisdale's freaking me out right now. Yeah, uh, I try to generally just not think about David Fisdale because anytime I think of David Fisdale, I just get angry because he was such a he's honestly the worst coach I've ever seen um, in any sport. For any team that I've ever rooted for, he's just complete garbage, just fucking shit stain of a human did you, a coach. Did you, did you watch that? the Jets season? <laughs> I'm not a Jets fan, so no, I did not. But did you? But did you think that while he was coaching is my question, or did you think that yes. after you saw Tibbs? Yes, yes, I, I fucking wrote an entire article before he got fired about why they should fire him because. He was doing absolutely nothing to serve any purpose. Like he was a fucking waste. We wasted a hundred. We wasted a full season of Frank and Knox and Mitchell Robinson on rookie contracts, and then on top of that, we wasted an additional twenty-two games on them on rookie contracts, and we wasted twenty-two games of RJ Barrett on a rookie contract under David Fizdale because we learned nothing about those players under him because he was the shittiest fucking coach I've ever watched in my entire life. He had no clue about what he was doing. He had no plan. He had no vision. He just sucked ass at life. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's, I guess that's fine. That's what he was, but it sucked for me since he was a coach of the Knicks. Uh, I got a question for you, Schwinn. Do you miss any of the players that we, we lost? Not like miss, but do you wish that we kept anyone from like last season? Like, Dot or any one of those guys? Uh, maybe Ellington. Maybe Ellington. I kind of like the movement shooting stuff that he provided. Okay. I don't think we have a movement shooter like that now on the roster. Well, I mean, I, not I, we don't have a movement shooter like that on the roster. And I just thought I thought Ellington got a really bad rap last year, mostly because Fizdale stupidly was like, "Well, he's not shooting well, so got to cut his minutes." And it's like, "Yeah, dude. Well." 
shooters don't shoot well all the time. That's kind of the that's like that's just the reality of how shooters work. Um, yeah, no, I mean that I don't really miss anybody else in that roster. I mean, I liked a bunch of those guys. I like Portis, but I don't really care that he's not here. I like, you know, Dotson. I don't care that he's not here. I don't <laughs> understand why people love. I mean, I people love Dotson because we haven't had a three and D guy forever. So they're just like, oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> nah, it's- well, he also broke records. He also broke records in college in Houston. You know what I mean? So like, we there was always this hope, and so. Also, I just assume, like, when you break records in college, come to the Knicks, do bad, and then you are off to another team, like, you're going to thrive, like we kind of mentioned before. Like, it's just been the case. But he went to the Cavs. So I don't think that's really going to come to fruition. Uh, He'll kill it there for sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. Um, And Isaac Okura. Jesus Christ, these fucking... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're not going to miss that OG Bobby P.? That one uh, game? I was just reacting to this Browns thing, man. They scored yeah, they're touchdown. about to lose if, the way they're playing right now. Well, they just scored another touchdown. Uh, no, yeah, no. Chubb got this. Chubb just went back. Okay, he okay. did it. So, I mean, if they lose now, this would be like a really epic Browns collapse. Tomlin's a for not going for it on the last one, though. By the way, I, I, I wasn't paying attention. I was, I was too, I was too wrapped up in uh, Fisdale and thinking about his hair, man. Well, they had they had a fourth and one or some shit on like the forty, on like the or like the fifty, something like that. He he did like the fake, you know. Oh, we're totally gonna run a punt fake thing, and then he took the delay game and they punted it, and then now the Browns scored. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure Tomlin knows what he's doing. He's always been a really good situational coach. Um, yeah, I guess. Look, I mean, we've talked about a lot of shit, so I guess we can wrap this up. Um, where where should people come and find this podcast? Other than Pod Strickland, where, where should they find you guys? Tell us. Let the streets know. Is there anything you want to plug? Well, you can definitely catch us at the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Uh, we're available on all streams, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Um, definitely catch me, a new contributor for Jet Press. Uh, for fan sided, we got that going on. We got a huge Jets offseason. I know Shwini Poo is a huge Jets fan. I'm a Bills um, fan. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think actually it's a big song now, so. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> we, we also have a, court, a quarterback, too. Just so yeah, no, we don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, All so, right. <laughs> uh, catch yeah, Alex. Yeah. Like, who's Alex, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> We don't yeah. want to listen to Shwini talk about uh, his football happiness. Okay. Yeah, our, our, I guess our happiness is that Adam Gase is finally got. Hey, congrats, congrats. Yeah, yeah, celebrate. Thank celebrate, you. Man. Thank you. It, Which, the, is the, 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 Which is that? Which is that? Oh, man. Had to go through Fisdale. Now I had to go through Gase. It's a lot, man. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But yeah, as John said, you can find us on uh, the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast on all streaming platforms. You can find me over at Hoops Habit. Uh, you can find some uh, of my upcoming work over at uh, KnicksFanTV.com. Um, yeah, that's really it. And uh, Chuin, it was awesome, man. Awesome uh, again to talk to you, uh, talk Knicks. Um, and since uh, since you don't have Prez, JV, or, or Drew, I, I guess I got to ask you: uh, Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> uh, I got nothing to 
plug. Um, just, just Drew's mom. Oh, got him. <laughs> uh, no, I got nothing to plug. Um, just like I said, just Drew's mom. Uh, all right. I hope everybody has a very, very good week. Um, other than whoever the Bills are going to play, which right now seems like the Ravens. So if they have a terrible week, and I will see everybody else on Friday. Uh, Alex and John, thanks for coming on. You guys have a great rest of your weekend, which is just ours now. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. Let's go next. Thank you. Let's go next. Mm-hmm.